We, oftentimes, though, this is where I was going a second ago. I said, oftentimes, you know, we come around Father's Day and somebody who, who is a father unpacks um, sort of some of the meaning of fatherhood, right? That's, I mean, I've, preached, I've preached a thousand of those messages. But I thought, why don't we hear this morning, you see this, this, this group of young men behind me. I thought, why don't we ask the young men um, what they want in a father? Wouldn't that be cool? I'm the most intrigued person in the room because I don't know yet what today's message will be. Because it's true. I, what I did, so the rules were this. So the rules were this earlier this week. These guys haven't had a lot of prep time, so I'll just say that for you boys. So you might appreciate that. A couple of days ago, I sent them a text and I said, I'm going to ask you these questions. This is the rules. I said, I'm going to ask you these questions. And some of you are going to, depending on time, so I better keep an eye on the time. Um, some of you are going to get to answer some questions, maybe not all. But I'm going to ask you these questions. All right? And I don't know what the answers are yet. So they could say anything. So that's pretty cool. So I'm pretty intrigued. But the other thing is at the end. So they're the rules. They've got no notes now. So they've been able to prep themselves, but they've got no notes. They're just going to have to go off the cuff from here. And... Um, but they get to, at the, at the end, they'll get to ask me a question each about being a father. And I've got no idea what they're going to ask. So um, let's get into it. So why don't you give a, a hand for my panel? So in some ways, just pull some heaps of volume off that most likely. Um, actually, if you can just kill it in the fold too. Just, just briefly, that would be appreciated. Um, so I sort of entitled this, um, What the Boys Want to Tell Us, and because uh, we don't often ask, do we? And uh, so just if you can get my mic, the one I'm talking into, in, out of the folds, that would be awesome. Um, so, okay, so what we're going to start with, so we'll give them all a hand straight up. So we've got Micah on this end. Yeah, for Micah. Brilliant. Thanks for that. Thanks, guys. Uh, then we've got Byron. Thanks, Byron. Give Byron a hand. And Timmy, Timmy on the end. So, yeah, come on. Timmy's going to bring it. So what we're going to do, so first, first thing I asked them was to give me their best, your best, my boys have a few of these, but your best don't tell mum story. <laughs> so these stories could be a bit different in the, in the way what they found, but that was kind of the brief. Tell me something silly that your dad did, basically, is what I'm asking you. All right. This is dangerous because my mum's right there, so. Cool. So I remember one time we used to live in this, like, um, factory type complex and at the back of it there was this just big big room you know it was probably like over five meters long and dad just had got his hand in like a bb gun so we thought it would be a great idea you know to shoot it inside because it's dark outside and we couldn't see so dad got this um solid bit of timber right it was just hardwood polished smooth as so he drew a target on it right and we figured we're going to shoot it and see who the best shooter is. I don't know where mum was that weekend, but it was me, Ben, Shalom, and dad. And every Does single sound time like a mum's away it, story. Eh? That definitely sounds like a mum wasn't there story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and every time you'd shoot it, you know, you go, pow, and then you hear behind you, ping. Because <laughs> all the little bullets would just ricochet. And, um, yeah, we just had to, like, hide behind cover. That was the rule. If someone's shooting, you hide behind cover, unless it's your turn to shoot. And it was great fun. We had an awesome weekend. Oh, cool. Thanks, Micah. Yeah, that's definitely a don't tell mum story. Um, so I don't really have like a specific don't tell mum story because like, you know how like God is omnipresent? Well, mum's like just here and she's the same. So it's like yeah. she sort of knows everything. But um, a lot of the stuff is just when dad and I are working and probably moving stuff with the wrong gear. It's, um, 
can get a little bit sketchy and that's the sort of stuff that mum doesn't find out about. So yeah, that was the main one for me. Yeah, I could appreciate that. Some of my near-death experiences involve my father and don't tell mum stories, so <laughs> I get it. Totally appreciate that, Byron. What about you, Timmy? So back home in the Philippines, mom was a bit strict on the fast food. That's a bit of a context for you there. So one morning when dad and I, because I'm dad's little sidekick, <laughs> we went out for a bit of a jog. But then um, back when I was like very young, I got like hungry and that meant I got cranky. <laughs> and so be, um, essentially <laughs> we um, went through like three fast food restaurants. <laughs> and um, so yeah, that's a short, short but sweet one. Yeah, yeah. nice. Where are you, Jerry? Yeah, we've, uh, yeah, that's cool. And, and that's, I'll, I'll tell a story which is sort of wasn't so much a don't tell mum story, but it's kind of in line with uh, what Timmy said there um, as far as when mum's away, fast food's the option. Uh, one time when Leah was away, the boys couldn't find me and spent forever looking for me. And um, eventually, I think, they, I don't even know whether they rang mum, I can't remember what the story was, looking for dad. Eventually they did find dad. Dad was in the kitchen. And so <laughs> it was the last place. They, in fact, to the point they didn't even bother looking in the kitchen for their father. So, uh, yeah, I totally get that, Timmy, when mum's away, there's plenty of, um, plenty of fast food comes out. Who's got the mic? It's back with Micah. So now we're just going to, I'm going to ask him some questions about, just about, um, you know, I suppose fatherhood and the things maybe that dad's taught you or whatever and the values and stuff. So I've got a few different questions here. But the first thing I want to ask uh, and ask you, Micah, is what do you reckon the most important thing that your father has taught you, the most important thing? So I guess for me, one of the, the main things I learned from him, you know, and it wasn't like a sit down lesson that he taught me. It was just something yeah. from observing, I guess is that you need to rely on people sometimes to get certain wow. things done. Wow. Like a lot of the times, you know, people expect, I guess, men to be able to do everything and be able, you know, to survive whatever circumstances. But a lot of the times we do need help. And from what I observed, my dad, he was always good at bringing people together to make things happen. Um, and if you wanted to do something and he didn't know how to or didn't have the tools or, you know, had no clue how to build something, he would just always get people to, like, getting together and, and build it with him or teach him how to do it or just do it for him. And, yeah, like it was just sometimes you just need people in our lives that can do things. That That is a powerful message and uh, something maybe I need to concentrate a bit. I, I mean, we have – I remember years ago preaching a message about having to ask and, and the video I showed as a precursor was a guy who refused to ask, you know, directions when he was lost, you know. That's the typical male response. So to have a father that has taught you, hey, mate, you need other great people in your world, other people to journey with, that's a big lesson, mate. So that's really, really cool. Thanks for sharing that, Micah. What about you, Byron? Um, something, the most important thing um, my father has taught me. Um, so probably the most important thing that I would have learned off Dad over the years is, um, is um, honesty. Because, like, um, honesty... Like, if you do something stupid and um, you get caught for it, if you lie about it, you break trust. And trust is also, like, what upholds relationships. So, like, being honest in any situation, even if it means getting in trouble, like, in the long run, you still have trust over lying and getting out of it in the, in the short term, but then the long term, losing trust with people. And, yeah. Don't necessarily tell the story, but has is that a message? Like, Micah said... 
about how he sort of more obs- it was an observation, which I expect most of this will be. I don't expect most of their answer, these guys' answers, to be the sit-down conversation with Dad. I think mostly it'll be an observation thing. But can you? Uh, is that something your dad sort of specifically told you, or you've seen that in your your dad, or how how is that? Without telling stories out of school, but how do you think he's ever been able to show you that value, or that? Well, I'd say probably. Um in, in the way he acts and just the way we've been taught to, we've been brought up, that's my sister and I, like, with, um, like, I remember one time I lied at school and then I, I told my, and then Caitlin told mum and dad and then I copped it. And, um, and then from sort of there onward, like, especially in that scenario, it's happened a lot more over the years. I sort of, you just sort of learn to be honest and, and like, I don't know, it sort of just develops with you as you get older and like, and yeah, that's definitely something I've learned off dad, like being around him and everything. Like it's never been a lie about it to get out of it kind of thing. It's yeah. always been do it the right way. So No, that's cool, mate. That's cool. And the other lesson there is if you do something wrong at school, don't let your sister find out. Yeah. So so <laughs> but pass that pass that one along to Timmy. But thanks thanks for that, Byron. That's cool. Tim, what about yourself? The most one of the most important things and of course there's heaps of stuff goes without saying. There's so much stuff that obviously our fathers have taught us and these guys have just pulled the thing out that's jumped at them this week. So what's that, Timmy, for you? So one thing I'll mention about dad. Yeah. Be ready. Like, be ready. Be ready about anything, whether it's in the morning going to school or for work. Um, be ready, like, maybe in sport. Be ready mentally, physically. Be ready for oh. an exam. Yeah. Um, study a lot and just be ready and like that that can also apply to god be ready to receive blessing be ready to go out there and share his word so that's what i've observed from dad be ready wow and that's that's yeah passing back along but that that speaks to discipline too it takes discipline to be ready like to eat whether it's study whether we're talking about sport um, you know, the, obviously the word says be ready in season and out of season. So be preparing yourself for what God might call you to uh, in life. So, yeah, what a, these are great things. And so the reason we're talking about them today is these are the things that our young people value in us. So thanks, Micah. Now, this one's slightly different. The value that I most appreciate about my dad. So the value I most appreciate. Now, obviously, this isn't the only value your dad has, but the value that you most have appreciated being, you know, I suppose a son. So what, is, what have you got for us, Micah? I guess for me was, it was mostly two. Um, dad was always very patient and he was always very loving. Wow. Yeah, so like he could literally, you know, go out and, and pretty much love anybody and everyone, no matter like the circumstances they were in. Like a lot of times I actually remember like seeing dad talking to people and I'm like, why are you talking to them? <laughs> so, why would you waste your time? But it's like... <laughs> He understands that God tells us to love everybody equally, no matter what they've done. And and that was always very patient. Like, he was just, yeah, like, it, it took a lot to actually, like, you know, push his buttons. Yeah, right. So, yeah. That's a very good value. That's a great value. Yeah, thanks, Micah, for sharing that. Uh, probably the main thing that, um, well, probably one of the most things I value about Dad is, like, his um, supportiveness, like, when it comes to anything I'm doing or um, the family or just people in general, like he's always there because I'm not the brightest person, but he is and he's good at everything. So it's like you can always get something from him. And and like, yeah, with everything I've done, like riding bikes with the cars, like 
learning off him with stuff. Like, it's always been supportive regardless of what I've chosen to do. So it's just been really good to have that. And, yeah, it's something I really value and, and hope to be able to do one day. So, yeah. I think that's a really important lesson too, isn't it? Um, for all of us, see, see, this might be about these guys reflecting on their fathers, but I think there's there's definitely stuff we're all taking out of this, and um, just so, even just there to be supportive because we all have a different journey in life, don't we? You know, like Dad might be, you know, this might be his career or his whatever, um, but then to be supportive of the interests, the other interests that are, that our young people have, I think is a is a powerful tool in the hands of a father that knows how to do that and be supportive and on different journeys. So, yeah, very cool. Timmy. So, um, persistence. Like, dad's very persistent wow. in, like, say, I just become a bit lazy or something. Like, dad will urge me to, like, do the thing or whatever that thing may be. And so, like, I really appreciate that inch of, or that push um, to just keep going and do what I need to do. So that, and just before you pass that back, there's an element of not quitting in that, isn't it, being persistent. And I suppose we've seen your dad here, I've seen your dad here with stuff in church world, like some of the IT stuff, just not giving up. Um, is, is that sort of something that he's shared you with you with the school or whatever too, or, or with sport, just to be, just to never, just to never quit, just to keep going? Is that part of it, Tim? I've definitely observed it from him and it's in the way he acts he, the way he talks it's something that just radiates yeah. from him awesome. so yeah don't give up we live in a quitting world you know it's that a quitting world an excuse driven world um so this is a great a great lesson um my next question for these guys which which will be interesting is uh, if i didn't have a dad so a lot of us um you know, may have grown up without a father or um, for different reasons or don't have a strong male role model. Um, so I thought I'd ask, if I didn't have a dad, because that could be someone here missing a, that strong male role model in their life, but I'm looking for a male role model, what should I look for? That's an interesting question. Um, I guess what I have, like, my two cents on it is, like, if you don't have a father or even if you do, you should still look and like trying to spend time with other yeah. male role models, cool. like you need to find a role model. Yeah. Like you need to see someone where you want to be, right? Because if you're looking at someone's life and you're thinking, I don't want to end up there or like I don't want to do the same mistakes that person's done, you got to make sure you're obviously not only learning from it, but you also need to spend time with people that would change where you're going. So like I was blessed to actually, you know, spend half of my growing up with Matthew and I learned a lot of also good values from him as well as my good values from my dad. For sure. And, you know, I'm always, like, looking to, like, learning from other males. So if you don't have a dad or some of that, and just seek for mentors, you know, always seek for mentorship. And I guess every bloke would love to just spend time with you. Like, it's just a bloke thing, you know. Go fishing, go shooting, go do whatever you want to do with someone else, you know. Go have fun and learn. So cool. That's cool. And pass him on. So what Mark is saying there, which is, this is cool. So I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I don't know what they're going to say, but that idea of multiple male role models um, in your world and is, I think, is a powerful one. Uh, so that's really cool. Um, and different areas in life, we can learn different things. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, that's good. That's powerful, mate. I appreciate that. Byron. Um, probably the first thing I would say is not someone your own age, like, <laughs> yeah. especially if you're my age, like, you I get know, an A. 
because I know some of the people my age and I definitely don't want to be there <laughs> at any point in my life. So, like, probably someone older and, um, and yeah, like Micah said, um, like, what's the word? Someone, um, <clears throat> trying to think. That's, like, especially a person of faith would be a good, a good person, like, um, someone that you can that you where you want to be so like if you around the people that's great it's like the saying if um you hang around five millionaires you'll be the sixth but if you (laughs) hang around five idiots you'll be the sixth so it's like be around those people where you want to be so like for me it might be like Andy Cockrell with the young adults like he's like 20 something and like he's doing really well for himself despite some things that have happened and that's where I want to be when I'm that age so that's definitely somewhere I would look for it. Yeah, that's really, and that's a, just a great point. Um, oh, I think we talked at Muster, Adam and I briefly touched on the fact that too often our young men um, are being apprenticed by other apprentices and uh, that's not going to land in a great place. And so looking for, another, another saying I have, Byron, is, is if I'm looking to, to grow um, and I'm looking for someone to grow me, I always say I look for someone further, higher up the tree because you can see more from there. So sometimes that's an age thing. Sometimes it's gone. Sometimes it's somebody in my world. Obviously, I'm already older. So sometimes it can be someone who's younger, but in that area of life have progressed further. Um, so I'm always looking for people who've achieved things that I haven't yet achieved um, in a good, you know, and done it in a good way. Um, so someone to mentor me. So that's great, mate. I appreciate that. Um, and certainly that faith thing where, you know, their values and their direction. By the way, just before Timmy goes, nobody's perfect. And we'll touch on this at the end. None of these, like you got to be, none of these guys' dads are perfect, you know. Um, but these are the things that they've picked up, and the things that have grown them, and the things that have appreciated. And and that's I think why why Micah said, you know, and this is something I want from my boys because I know my own perfect imperfections, and so I want to make sure there's other great men in their life so they can pick up the stuff that I can't necessarily teach them and show them as skill sets. So this is going really well. What about you, Timmy? I guess if I was looking for a male role model, somebody who is just lighthearted and just lighthearted yeah, and just cares for the people around them and just always ensures, like puts others first, that wow. like value of being selfless and stuff, it's, yeah, I'd look for a selfless role model. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. This is what our boys are saying. Isn't this amazing? Yeah, passing back, that's really good. There's not much I can say on that. That speaks for itself. Um, just wow, so huge. Um, this next one is, what's a misconception? What do you boys think might be a misconception about what a great dad is? A misconception. It's a dad that is perfect. Yeah, okay. It's just... That's good, well said. It doesn't exist. And, yeah, that's you know, brilliant. When you think about it, it's like, you're not perfect. Like, I'm not perfect, so I'm not, I know I'm going to stuff up heaps as a dad. So, and you know, I'll probably bring a bunch of my own issues to my kids. So I think a great um, misconception that even I had was, you know, your dad is, I guess, invincible and he can do anything for you. And sometimes just things are out of their power, you know. And that's so cool. No, that's so cool, mate. Um, Just pass him along. and, And that's real for me. I remember particularly as when you're much younger too. Like I remember being on the motorbike with my dad, you know, chasing sheep and, uh, he's chasing sheep. I'm just sitting on the front fuel tank, you know. And at that age, your dad is indestructible, and you're indestructible if you're with your dad. 
And uh, I think that's something that we then can take emotionally into life, that thought. So that's huge, mate. Well done. Byron, a misconception about what a great dad is. Uh, one I would probably say, it's a little bit, it's a little tricky question, but it is. probably like the emphasis on the physical things, like especially like, like materialistic things. Like I know a lot of people, especially my age, like it's sort of the only thing I can speak from, but my age, like it's all about, oh, for a lot of people, it's just about having this, having that. And all this, all this stuff, like if your parents have money, you have money type of thing. But I think that's overrated in the sense that a lot of people that have these parents, I'm not saying everyone's like this, but they don't have that same connection with their parents as someone. Because you're drawn closer when, like, you just look at people in lower socioeconomic areas, like, it's less about the material. So they all, they have less stuff, so they all work together and there's a lot closer bond with them. So I think the misconception that like if you have like more stuff that your relationship with your son or your children and that will be better but really like the less you have the more you work together and the closer you become so yeah yeah cool and so i think you know what i was hoping that would come out at a level this morning that um our young people they're not chasing i mean as much as it's great to have stuff and it's cool but um, that's not the underlying need. Um, and so I suppose maybe as parents, so this is something, um, a misconception. So maybe it's parents, sometimes we feel we haven't been able to provide what we would have liked to provide for our kids. And here's Byron saying, mate, that's, that's not really that relevant, actually. What is relevant is that relationship and that bond. So I think that's a powerful thought for fathers. Byron out there, so it's really cool. Thank you for sharing that. Misconception, Timmy. I guess... A misconception about being a dad are hmm, being stern and like tough love or whatever that is. And like, it's just why as fathers, I believe at least it's your job to set them on the right path uh, as well with the mothers, of course, um, set them on the right path, but show them love as well. Like yeah. it's important to discipline them, but. You don't need to discipline them to the point where they're emotionless and their heart is literally stone. Yeah. So I think it's a bit foggy in that sense yeah. where oh, you have to be stern with your kid. You have to discipline them, blah, blah, blah. You, you can also have fun with them. Yeah. Like give them good memories to look back on when they're the father now. Yeah. And it's also a good point to raise. If, you're, if you, the father is stern with the son, and the son becomes a father, they will only know that sternness, and it's a cycle that repeats. Yeah. It keeps on going, so. Yeah. I, like, being too hard on your kid. Yeah. No, that's cool, mate. That's really cool, and I think that speaks to any relationship, and yeah, I actually preached on this a few weeks ago, to never let a difference bring, destroy relationship. So there can be, you know, obviously when we're talking about disciplining our kids and that, um, there's times when you've got to step in and there's times you go, hey, that's not how we roll here, that sort of thing. But it should never be at the cost of relationship and, a, and, a, and the people in the world should always know that we love them and that should be the first. The f- and, 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 and discipline should come from that place anyway. That's a whole other message. But, it's, but, it's, but it is interesting to hear you say, hey, that, that whatever that is, you know, that directing in life, should never come at the expense of relationship because that cost is too high. So thank you, Timmy. All right, we'll, we'll bust our way through um, just kind of one to two sentence answers just for these next couple. If I could tell dads everywhere one thing, what would it be? 
Dad's everywhere. One thing, what would it be? I guess, like, even though you can't sometimes give a lot to your kids, kind of like what Byron was saying, you know, I feel I've, like growing up, I think, you know, when I want to be a dad, I want to provide for my kid. I want to give him everything. But I don't know where I'll be then. And I think time is more valuable than anything wow. else. So if we can leave it there, um, if you just pass it on, because I just want to get the gold in this question, just this question particularly. If I could tad, tell dads everywhere, time is more important than material. Um, I think that's what you wanted to say there, and, and that's huge. Brilliant. Thank you. Micah? Uh, one thing I would say is, like, be supportive. Like, pretty much nothing means more than having your wow. dad say he's proud of you. Wow. Um, yeah, like, being having that male figure saying, like, they're proud of you and they're happy. Like, it's just nothing beats that. So, yeah. so if I could summarise, thank you for that. Just pass that, if I could summarise. What our kids are looking for, what Byron would say, hey, to every dad on the planet, Find that space in time where you tell your boys or and girls too that you're proud of them. That's why he. That's that's the number one thing he would say. Find that moment to tell your young people that you're proud of them. Uh, thanks, Byron. Timmy. Uh, tell the dads that they're appreciated and that they're they wow. have a lot like in the running, and we thank them for their um, the sacrifices um, throughout the years. So yeah. Wow, this is what I mean. Like, I didn't see that one coming. Um, tell dads everywhere that they're appreciated. Wow. Isn't that huge? That's coming from our boys. Wow, that's amazing. Um, okay, that's great. Okay, this one was just – and we, this is the last question that I have for the guys, and then they're going to ask me one question. So as your last question, as a son – I, I thought this was the most difficult question personally, um, but we'll see how these guys roll – as a son, what do you feel your responsibility is to your father? I guess for me it was just to, like, not only listen to everything he taught me, but to also, like, challenge myself to be the best version of me that I can wow. without wasting, like, wow. who I am. Because ultimately, you know, he spent a lot of time, I guess, raising me and teaching me good values. So... I should probably, like, do something. Because no father wants to see their, like, um, kids do less than their own potential. That's true. Wow. So be everything. So, so Micah says that he, his responsibility to his dad is to do everything with the opportunities that he's been given in life. That's it's huge. That's powerful, isn't it? This is gold. Yeah, I'd probably just say, like, to not destroy the family name and not <laughs> put a bad image on him, like... That's great. Like, That's good. And, and it all goes back to like what Micah said. You try and like do the do it the does. best with what you what you um, you've got. But yeah, probably just like be a good reflection of his parenting. So like, if I go out and do something silly, like that's kind of goes back on him. It's not just on it's not just on me because like it's the yeah. same name. Yeah. So yeah. And if I could summarize that, it's be the son that he can be proud of. Yeah. It, that, that's what you're saying. Wow. This, just before you go. That's what our young people are thinking. That's what our young boys are thinking. Yeah. Come on. I guess um, my responsibility as a son is to help him out. He's given me so much support. He's helped me through a lot. Um, it's only fair that I help him out, whether it's, like, with the small things, like the um, chores and stuff, or, like, yeah. a bit bigger stuff. So, um Give him back, give back the love, give back the help he's given me. 
Yeah, yeah. so that's helped Dad on his journey. So, and because these guys are a bit old, like I didn't have anyone here on prep. I was tempted because <laughs> I thought I'd get some pretty cool answers. But, but at, this, at this point in life, it's like, hey, you know what? We've been given so much. We've got to help our dads get where our dads are trying to go as well in, the, in, in whatever way we can. Thank you, Timmy. That's, that's huge. Um, so now's the chance, boys. You can ask one question uh, to Pastor Shane, and then, um, and then that's kind of that's be our Father's Day interview for today. So, Micah, what, what question have you got for me? So, Shane, before you even knew you were going to be a dad... What was your main concern about parenting that actually didn't even make a difference when you became a dad? So that didn't make a difference. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I think for me, and of course I'm getting these questions now, for me I think it was the real practice of, of just, um, you know, how do you do this, how do you do that? Because um, for me... I suppose I hadn't really been that engaged in that space, you know, just been doing my thing and then, you know, as they say, one minute you're standing at the altar and then, then the next minute you've got a, a little baby that you're bringing home from the hospital and there's no, that you actually got to spend more time training to drive a car than to, than to raise a child. So, yeah, for me it was the practice and I think, and this goes back to one of the first things that you guys said, one of you, one of you it was you, Micah, said about the fact that your dad taught you about bringing other people into your world. Um, that can journey with you. And I suppose I would say that's why it didn't make a difference because it was a two-pronged question. Why was it not worth being concerned about? And I think because um, we had great people in our world. Uh, Leah and I, some great people around us that helped us as, you know, in that initial part of our journey. It just speaks again to journey with people. That's why I love the family of faith. Um, I love being part of a church community. That's why I'm here every Sunday and I was for decades before I was running a church because I knew the power of it. And so, yeah, so that would be the thing. I was really worried about how do you do this and how do you do that and what if they're sick? And um, But, yeah, um, yeah, Leah's also marrying someone like Leah doesn't hurt. And he's like, oh, Leah says do that. I was like, oh, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks. Good question. Byron. Shane, um, apart from, like, I understand raising a child in faith is leading by example. But apart from that, what would you say the most important thing is um, to bring them up in, in the faith? In the faith, yeah. well, that's easy, um, is example. Um, so for me, that's easy. It's a great question. I'm glad you asked it. But it's, it's, there's only one answer for that. You, we, I, it's not even something I'd debate with someone. Um, the, and it's the same. Like you boys have just talked about all these values and different traits and things you love about your fathers and the things that you want to, um, I suppose, emulate when you, you're a dad. They were all caught. None of them were specifically taught. They were all caught. And so for me, um, just simply, like if I want my boys serving in the church, for example, I would serve in the church. If I want my kids here every Sunday when I'm not here, I will be here every Sunday. They will see um, every, every value that I expect them to exhibit or want them to exhibit as a person of faith. If I want them to be in the Word, you know, we're, we, we have small groups and we, we journal. And as a dad, I tell you, this year, one of the, my pr- probably I would say my proudest moment as a dad this year was was uh, one morning I got up a bit later than one of my sons and he was at the table before breakfast on a school day doing his Bible journaling. I can't get adults to do that. I can't get adults to engage the Word of God so that Holy Spirit would speak to them. Why does he do that? Because his dad does. Why does he do it? Because he knows his dad values it. Why, does he, why are they worshippers? Because their dad's a worshipper. Why are they here every week? Because their dad's here every week. And, it, and, it, and that's, 
the best thing that I could do for my kids in his area. I can't, Byron, we reach a point in life where we can't, I can't teach you anymore. You know, you'll start to make your own decisions and it's only what you see in me um, or your dad or, you know, you've asked me the question that you like or my boys, that's only going to be the difference because eventually we work out in life that talk is cheap. Everyone works it out eventually. And so anything that I want my boys to be in life, I've got to be that first. Um, you talked about honesty with your dad, you know. So example, 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 example. So if, if I don't, anything, anything that I don't value as a Christian, they won't value it. They may, if they're fortunate, um, find out, you know, through other mentors and people. But I don't want, that's, that's just good luck. I don't want to leave anything to luck with my kids. So example, example, example. Thank you. That's a great question, by the way. Uh, Timmy. I guess, how have you matured as a Christian raising three kids? The first part of the question. How have you matured as a how Christian? Have I matured? Yes. Well, I, I'll go back to the second question. <laughs> it becomes very real because um, when you've got young people, there's so much on the line um, with our young people. There's so much on the line. I was talking to someone uh, just a couple of weeks ago and they said, oh, you know, um, Shane, this and that and some important things or some challenging things that I'd got through in life and blah, blah, blah. And, like, you know, that's really important. I said, mate, it just pales in comparison in the importance of my boys. They're my first mission. My relationship with Jesus is first and then my family is second and then, you know, whatever I do as an occupation is third. Um, so it's extremely important. So I suppose, Timmy, to answer your question, um, it just makes it more real um, when you know that, hey, there's a generation, you know, we talked about, you know, generations this morning in the worship. There's a generation following us. And when you become a dad, um, I think it really becomes really real about, hey, where am I leading this human being? Because, and, and I suppose someone in my position as well as a, as a pastor means that we get a fair bit of time to study the human condition and we get a fair bit of time to understand, you know, part of my role as a pastor is to study things like, um, you know, our effect on others and, and how do people end up where they do in life because we've got a, a lot of time pulling back from there. And so understanding the importance. And, you know, people make their own decisions in life. We all know that, you know. But giving our young people the best opportunity to make great decisions and particularly around faith um, is, is, is a massive deal uh, for me personally and, and how I lead those guys. And then they'll, they'll grow up and they'll make their own decisions on, on what they believe. But... For me, giving them every opportunity to make a wise choice around the most important decision they'll ever make, but which is what they do with the Jesus question, um, that's the most important thing I do in this life. So uh, another great question. So thanks for asking it. Why don't we give our, our panel a massive hand? Yeah.